This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 89, Homegrown Traditions, with Brittany Hanks. everybody and welcome back. It's Becky Higgins and I'm delighted to bring you another episode during this crazy season that we are in right now, which is still a season of the pandemic, the quarantine and all the things. And so that explains why you're not hearing Becky Proudfoot's voice just yet, but don't you worry. She is here for the rest of this episode because we are going to be sharing with you another recorded conversation that we were so fortunate to have pre-quarantine, pre-being able to hug on all of our friends, pre-being able to sit in the same room with people that we admire and adore. And Brittany Hanks is one of those friends, and she is the star of of the show today. And Brittany is, I gotta say, she is one of my new favorite people. And I emphasize new because I had vaguely heard of homegrown traditions on Instagram before, probably saw it at a glance or something at one point, but it wasn't until we were at the same event early in March, Alt Summit, where we we were able to actually cross paths and meet. And I'll tell you, it was just one of those, another one of those experiences where Becky and I both felt that no brainer, like, yeah, we've got to add her voice, amplify her voice and have her here on Cultivate a Good Life. So what an honor it is to bring you this episode where Brittany helps us to feel so inspired about traditions as we connect with the ones that really matter the most to us without feeling like we need to do every tradition for every holiday. So it's a really great conversation. Uh, She is so great about helping us to acknowledge the traditions that we don't even realize we have. Um, She also talks about how to involve the kids and how to let go of any guilty feelings if we're not feeling like we're doing as much with traditions. I feel like now is such a relevant time to be sharing this conversation because as we are in quarantine, And as we are more at home than ever before, what a great time to look at what we're doing or what we may want to be doing more of. And she's the perfect guide for all things traditions and family time and home. I just love it. And I love her. And as a side note, as an entrepreneur, I love how Brittany walks us through the evolution of her business, where it began, how it evolved, and how she has settled into what is actually working best for her right now. I'm always a fan of a good entrepreneurial story. And for those of you out there with an entrepreneurial spirit or experience, or or even if you're just curious how businesses kind of get started and get off the ground sometimes, you will love her story and you will love Brittany. Anyway, you're in for a real treat, but first let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. This is an unprecedented season in the world's history, let alone in our personal lives. So much has felt all sorts of upside down and out of whack during a global pandemic. Whether you're really struggling or able to find the blessings in all of this, or probably both, no one can argue with the fact that things are just different right now. As we both continue to do our best to cultivate a good life, we have both been very intentional about doing things that keep us feeling healthy and strong and sane. Thankfully, a deep love for hiking still runs through our veins and we're able to still get outside for hiking several times a week. 
This intentional decision is fuel for our souls. As we think back to the deeply beautiful experiences that we had at Movara Fitness Resort and the incredible hiking that we did there in Southern Utah, we very much love looking forward to the time that we will be able to return to Movara. As we all anticipate coming out on the other side of the pandemic, spending some time at Movara sounds better than ever. The people at Movara are 100% devoted to your wellness and progression. We invite you to plan ahead and join us at Movara January 17th through 24th, 2021. Join us for a week of hiking, movement, nutrient-dense meals that you don't have to prepare, informative classes, inspiring discussions, and plenty of self-reflection. Whether you're able to come to the Becky Week at Movara or not, be sure to drop our name when you call to inquire or get yourself signed up anytime this year. When you tell them that we sent you, you'll save $200 off the weekly fee and get $50 resort gift card that can be used anywhere at the resort, a Swedish massage, the retail shop, a private hike, etc. The number to call is 833-342-1671. The friendly staff at Movar will answer all the questions you have. And of course, you're welcome to reach out to either one of us on Instagram if you have more specific questions for either one of us. Again, the number is 833-342-1671. Your Movara experience will be unforgettable and a total game changer in your life. I am extra excited today because this is actually someone I follow on Instagram and I really follow and I really followed even before um, I was super active on social media because one thing our friend Brittany over at Homegrown Traditions does with her account is show us how to be more intentional about moments in our home and I love how she does it in very practical applicable ways things you could do without hardly any preparation um, and so it's something that's been really useful in our home so thank you Brittany welcome You're Brittany very welcome We're can so I steal you. that as my elevator pitch yes, yes. I'm like that's You're perfect welcome. can I just yes. say that that's what I, I do he <laughs> was just reading the script on her phone she's like Correct. I need to say something nice so. I want to be profound I want to be profound. <laughs> that's amazing and I'm gonna steal it <laughs> <laughs> so we're so excited to have you here so can you tell our listener just what it is you do over at homegrown traditions and how you got started so I got started in a very interesting way I well I started out gosh 10 years ago with a swimsuit business And I realized after I had my first child that I wanted to have a little creative outlet on the side. I started making swimsuits for myself, started making them for friends, turned into a business kind of on its own. It just kind of naturally happened. And so I ended up just running with that for seven years and had some manufacturing issues, then realized that actually I'm not super passionate about swimsuits. Mm. I'm not even super passionate about fashion. But Mm -hmm. I did love having a little business. I loved so many aspects of that that I kind of took some time off. And my husband and I have always wanted to do something more together, work together. And so we thought, what could we do? What's something we could do that we're more passionate about, that we could do more together? There's only so much a man can do with women's swimwear. So his (laughs) his involvement in that business was minimal. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, I really can't get involved and have it not be awkward. Right. Yeah, that's kind of true. Um. So one day we're pulling out these holiday pillowcases that my mom had made for all my kids. Like she'd go to Joanne, get the fabric, like make these fun holiday pillowcases. My mom's like the best with holidays and traditions. And so we're putting them on my kids' beds and they're so excited and we're like, this is something. I think there's something to this. Like she made holidays so special. 
we thought, okay, is there a way that we could do this, but in like a more professional way? Could we Hmm. get some holiday fabrics like designed by an actual designer that all work with each other? It's so difficult to find cute holiday fabrics in in house stores, right? Like you can maybe find a few cute Christmas ones, but like St. Patrick's Day, no, not, Mm -hmm. not happening. So we spent a year developing that product of holiday pillowcases mm. and planned to do this business, Homegrown Traditions, based around different family traditions and holidays. Yeah. So we started in that realm. We added birthday plates and T-shirts, and I was very hesitant to be the face of the brand. Like in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to be on camera. Why? I don't want this. I don't know. I think okay. I just I – didn't, I didn't think that I had necessarily anything personally – to give to people okay I was like I'm good at like having a little business like I'm good at working on the manufacturing side I'm good at thinking up and creating different products but I just like I saw other people this was kind of like the beginning of when influencers kind of started happening online and I was like oh I'm not that like I am not I'm not that and so from the beginning I kind of just put up this like this is not about me I don't even want to be the face of this I'm going to create an Instagram account but it's going to be highlighting our products It's going to show other people using them. And so I started out doing it like that. And slowly over time, I was like, oh, like, I wonder if my audience that is like still very small at this point would be interested in like this really easy dinner that I made for my family tonight. Right. So like I slowly started sharing more tips and ideas. And like I then I got more a little more comfortable doing that. And then over time, I realized wait, this is interesting because like, yes, the products are like doing okay, but. Actually, people are coming for more of the tips that I'm sharing. Totally. And so it kind of evolved into that. And then it kind of became, okay, that's like the primary reason people are here. And now I'm doing more of it. And now I'm getting a little bit more into stories. And I'm sharing in-depth like tutorials. Or I'm showing people how I'm making dinner. Or I'm showing them like what I'm doing for Halloween with my kids this year. Mm -hmm. And so it was probably a little over a year ago that we like sold through our remaining physical product and went like content only Mm. content only. And like, we have some digital products in our shop and I don't know, we may do physical products again in the future, but it just, it like just totally felt like the right thing to do because there's so much behind the scenes work that goes with physical products Uh, that it was taking so much (laughs) of my time away from like what I realized that I love to do is create content. Yes. And so I don't think I ever would have started this business as a content creator. Right. Because I just didn't think that I had that ability. I didn't think I had much to share. And so, like, I feel like this was the kind of the path that I had to take to get where I am now. Like, I needed to start it with a physical product or I wouldn't have ever started an Instagram account. That that makes so much sense. Yeah. Public. And so, and you probably felt people resonating with that pretty quickly because you said it yeah. was after the first couple of times that you shared like that, that people were responding enough in a way that you're like, oh, yeah, oh, they like this. This is serving them well. Totally. Well, yeah. It's something they need, right? Mm-hmm. You hit, you hit yeah. the pain point of like people need help with this. Yeah. And I think one thing that we all have is like we have these unique gifts and talents, but we don't see them as such because it's something that comes more easily to us. Mm -hmm. So like if my mom would always tell me like, you are someone that's like so organized and you're so productive, you're able to do a lot in a little amount of time. But because that just was my personality and came easily to me, I didn't necessarily identify that as like a special strength, like, Mm -hmm. or unique to you. You think, well, everyone can do this. Yeah. Like, because it's this all isn't you a know. big deal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like the more I've gone on, I've tried to um, identify some of my unique gifts and talents. And I think a lot of that is that I'm able to share things with people in a way that's relatable and in a way that they're like, I can do that. 
And so I've just really focused on doing that. And I love doing that. Like I love nothing more than sharing ideas with people, making their life a little bit more simple. And and that's what I focus on, like very, very simple, doable things. Because if it's not simple, like no one's going to do it, you know. And it's interesting because I personally, I do like simple things, but I also like really love taking hours and hours to work on like a very um, detailed recipe that has like a ton of steps. Yeah. Like I don't share that because my whole thing is like, you know, I it share very have simple to be things. Detailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's my personality. But um, I've learned that people come to me for like, how do I simplify? What is like that three ingredient cookie that you make that literally takes five minutes to put together? Mm, you yeah. know. So that's kind of the vein that I focus in. But I've I've really loved it. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's so cool. The, the the name that you used from the beginning with homegrown traditions um, started with what it did with the pillowcases. Yeah. But then you named it broadly enough that I think you probably had some long-term vision enough to know that yeah. like, who knows where this might go and what it exactly. might lead to. And I love it. And we love traditions, like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think most of our listeners can identify with loving that. Yeah. But also having the desire to do a little better. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, aside from completely stalking your Instagram feed and blog (laughs) and like going back over years of content, what do you think are some of those first things that you advise a friend who feels like maybe like, "Mm, I'm not so great about traditions or I do some, but I want to be more thoughtful and intentional about it. What are some of the things that you would share to those who have that interest? I think it is absolutely that to like step back and say, what do I want to focus on? My husband always jokes because he's like, we have a business called Homegrown Traditions, but like the amount of traditions we actually do as a family are like very minimal Hmm. like we do a very small amount of traditions like holiday traditions as a family like we've got our few things like Christmas Eve we always play sardines in the dark and we have homemade pizza and it's like very small things and I think it's very difficult in an Instagram and Pinterest world to see like it's both inspiring but also overwhelming and can make you feel terrible about yourself totally, that right. you have like hundreds of ideas you know Thousands. and and i mm-hmm. and it's so great to see people that are like every year i do this or like every time it rains we make hot chocolate or like every time it snows like i'm baking homemade cookies and like i love that they do that but when you're seeing all of the ideas people are presenting all right. at once then sometimes you're like oh my gosh like what am i doing i'm not doing anything mm. and what i always tell to people is um you're, you have traditions. Like, you're doing things already. You don't. You may not call it a tradition. Right. But, like, you've already got things that you do, like, time and time and time and time again and consistently. And maybe you don't see it as that. But if people are wanting to celebrate more with their families, like, I always just say, like, start simple and decide what you want to do. Like, especially in, like, the Christmas season, it can be crazy, right? Like, there's so many good things that you can do. There's concerts and there's recitals and there's caroling and there's 12 days of Christmas and like there's so much and they're all so good so it's hard to narrow it down but I always think it's beneficial to like before the crazy season starts sit down and be like these are the three things that like I really want to happen Mm. and I love also if your kids are older the idea of bringing them into the process and saying like okay Christmas season like it's December 1st what makes it fun for you like what are the things that you want to do this season 
because sometimes we're thinking that things are important to kids and they're really not, you know, and so we put an emphasis on them, even if it really stresses us out. But when you really ask your kids like, okay, what, what does Christmas mean to you? Like, what are the things that you love? And like, probably one of the only Christmas traditions that we do every single year is that we decorate our Christmas tree and then we sleep out by the tree. Mm -hmm. Like everyone brings their pillows and we light up the tree. We watch a Christmas movie, even if it's a school night. So it's like really special if it's a school night and they're like, we get to sleep out by the tree. And that's something they remember. And every year they're like, when are we going to sleep out by the tree? Like that's their one, you know, one of their big memories of Christmas. And then, you know, they'll say, oh, we want to have chocolate, hot chocolate one day. And, you know, we want to, um, like make cookies or whatever it is. But I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves thinking that like our kids are missing out if we're not participating in all of those things. But like ask your kids, like, okay, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? Like what's the thing that we've done in the past that like you remember and you want to do again and like bring them into the process process because they're so much less critical than we are of ourselves. And it really only takes like one to do one to two simple things each holiday to like make it something memorable well and we should acknowledge that a lot of um, especially moms come from a really good place of wanting to hone in and like create these traditions and cultivate these experiences for our families from a place of love totally and the problem that we run into oftentimes is a looking at pinterest right because it gets super overwhelmed but more importantly and usually the first thing that happens is we just think it's our responsibility like it's it's our responsibility to make all that happen when really I think you're bringing up a good point that part of our responsibility actually is making sure that it is what the children would value a lot and I'm not saying like we conform to all of their like wants and desires desires. that's not at all what it is it's more just like have you thought to do that have you thought to like sit down as a family and say man Christmas is crazy yo it's gonna get real busy real soon and real Mm -hmm. fast and like what is the most important to everybody and yeah. I've I've learned that even with just something was as simple as Valentine's, my little guy mm-hmm. who's eleven, it's not super little, um, but he was like, Mom, so we woke up and there wasn't like the Valentine's kind of thing on the table that we've oh. always done. And I'm like, it's because you're gonna get it after school, which of course meant me doing a target <laughs> yeah. run because yeah. I missed Shoot. it that Hurry year. And go to the store. You know, yeah. but but he but to the point that you're making, like yeah. that's feedback I'll never forget. And yeah. there's not a Valentine's Day that will go by in our home for the rest of the time that he's in our home and mm-hmm. under her roof that I'm gonna miss that because it's a love language thing yeah Yeah. and so now I have that information I didn't even know how much it meant to them but because I missed it the one time I'm like oh man okay so let's be proactive let's ask ahead and let's make sure that the whole family is involved in sharing their thoughts with that I love that I think it's also important to 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 point out that like why do we even have traditions like what is the point with traditions and I think it's not so that we have like the same picture in front of the same tree Mm -hmm. but really it's like the ties that bind our family right yeah and I think as a mom for me when I think about traditions I think about things that are consistent in our home so it's the expected it's that Mm -hmm. tie that binds it will bring the kids back for those traditions after they've left Um, the traditions are amazing but I love what you said Um, when I had cancer it it was during Christmas of course because hello why wouldn't it be and um I remember having to seriously like say to the kids like what do exactly what you said okay I literally can't do anything but like we can Mm -hmm. make like a few things happen. What's so absolutely essential. What is essential. Yep. And to my absolute horror, they could not have cared less about Christmas cookies. <laughs> and I was like, I have literally been killing myself to make like the ones from my childhood, yeah. the ones from my husband's childhood, yeah. the, 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 all this stuff. And my kids are like, oh, 
working. It's fine. It's fine. But I was like, <laughs> we can drop that one. Oh my gosh. gosh. Really? Okay. <laughs> and it has been the greatest thing ever because they literally yeah. don't care. Like to them, Christmas cookies did not equate that connection. Interesting. And there's a lot of yeah. things we do, but I think what they're actually wanting is not the cookie. It's that feeling, that warm, fuzzy family connection yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I Which mean? Which can be done in a lot of different ways. Right? Yeah. yeah. And also maybe go through the traditions you're bringing into your marriage, your husband's mm-hmm. bringing into your marriage that you might be inflicting upon people that they really don't want. Yeah. <laughs> we can like move past it. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like kids too are so much less about the visual than they are about the time spent together. Like my kids could care less if there's like, I mean, they might feel special if there's like a huge, you know, backdrop of something special for a holiday. But like, is that what they're going to remember? No. They're going to remember that, like, we all sat at the table together mm-hmm. and, like, decorated a craft or, like, whatever it was. Right. They're remembering the togetherness that you're totally present in that moment. You're all, like, dropping what you're doing, doing something together as a family. That's what they're remembering. So even simplifying the traditions that you currently have. Mm. Like, maybe you're spending time, you're feeling overwhelmed and you really want to do, like, Valentine's Day sugar cookies. Like, go out and buy some sugar cookie dough. Like, if it's too right. much, if you're stressed out, like, yeah. your kids aren't going to know the difference between, like, a homemade sugar cookie right versus one that you like grabbed at the store like pillsbury that you just cut up you know it's the act of them coming into the kitchen and like decorating it sitting with you together and yeah. sitting with them and so if that's going to allow you if doing something more store-bought is going to allow you more freedom to like get in there with your kids and enjoy it versus mm. being stressed like out of the and sometimes i find myself mm. doing this like kids out of the kitchen i gotta get this recipe right like and i'll I'm let like, you know when it's point? time for you to participate exactly. for now i need to figure exactly. this out and yeah. i'm like i am missing the point here mm. you know and so letting go of some of the expectations that you have for yourself or like just because I can home make this doesn't mean that I should spend the time doing it. Like it's right. not does always it actually, the right season for that. Does it serve you? Exactly. And one of the things I love that Brittany talks about is not just like holiday traditions when kind of, you know, I feel like Christmas is a time when we all start to talk about like traditions. But um, one thing she shares on her account, which I love, are these little five minute what do you call them five minute moments with your we called it a five minute family challenge where it was like a five minute game and it has not it's it's totally just um something you do on the fly with your family not holiday related can you speak a little bit to that because that really was amazing it was an amazing thing you shared it was kind of a light bulb moment that came to me sometime in january and i was like i love like these different challenges online like i love participating in Um, just like these different random physical challenges that people put out there, you know, and I thought, I wonder if we could do something like that, but with families. And then I was like, yes, like a five minute, a very simple five minute family game. So we decided for the whole month of February, we were going to share a five minute game. You could play with your family that required you to buy nothing, prepare nothing in Hmm. advance that you Mm -hmm. could just do on the cuff and like just spend five dedicated minutes together with your family doing this fun game. So a lot of them were things from, my mom was like the queen of this. A lot of them were things from my childhood that was like, you know, having a thimble with some water in it and you splash water on somebody's face if they like guess what you're thinking of and Hmm. just these like very simple. Do you know what we call that game in my house? What? Water in the face. <laughs> water in the face. <laughs> you not. That's fitting. We call it That's water very in fitting. the face. Uh, we've never played that game in our it's home. It's really so fun. fun. I've heard it's of some so people, fun. too, who do it with a spray bottle. Like, oh, you get a spray sure. in the We face do it with a little so cup. Not, so yeah. Sometimes, depending on a who cup. the child is. That could wow. be. We started with a spoon. A thimble is safer. It yeah. is. <laughs> Except I don't own a thimble, so we then I would have to go buy I know. I know. That's very true. No, that's a fun, that's a creative spin on... You know, I think your intention, well, actually, let me not put the words in your mouth. What is the intention behind creating a challenge like that? So as I had thought about it too, I thought, gosh, we get like so busy in life 
and with families and with kids in sports and they're in music and they're in school. So there's like barely any time after school. And sometimes you're just going through the motions. And I just started to feel like I'm not like having fun with my kids. Like we have a great time when we like go on vacation together or if we're like celebrating someone's birthday. And I just thought, how can I get like more of those tiny moments into our life every day? Like, I want to enjoy my kids. I want us to have fun together. I want us to laugh together. And so this was totally the answer to that. And honestly, Mm. I have been so amazed at the difference that it made in our family. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, five minutes is all it takes. Can I just ask, you did this challenge before you presented it publicly? or you? So I was sharing every day. But you did you already do the challenge for yourself privately? So we would do it the night before. Okay. (laughs) So our thing was like. But you were going along, it was simultaneous with everyone that you were leading in this challenge. Yeah, it was. So it's not like you experienced um, this or experimented with it a few months before and then brought it. Yeah. So I love, I just wanted to point that out because I think that's so cool that you acknowledge for yourself. It happens to align with this, the business that you're running and your online presence, but it's something you desperately wanted in your personal life. Yeah. And so for you to be. Um, open and vulnerable about sharing that and doing the challenge to invite others into the journey. Mm-hmm. You did it with everybody. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And it was so neat to get feedback like, this has been such an answer to prayer. Like, my husband has had the hardest time connecting with our kids, mm. and we've just like looked at your five minute family games. And he's, it's been such a great opportunity for him to just take a few minutes to like have fun with the kids. He never knew how to do that. Oh, like, wow. it was so hard for him to play with That's the so kids. Cool. Yeah. It gives you a tool, to, like an easy tool to, yeah. to facilitate that connection. Exactly. And it really doesn't take that much time. And like, I was amazed at the difference that it made in how, like, I, how me and my husband related to our kids because they, and they were asking every day like what's my five-year-old was yeah. like reminding us what's our five-minute family challenge today you know like Aww. he was so excited and they just loved it because we were like totally present in that moment yeah we were like laughing together it was funny it was fun just playing these like really simple sometimes kind of dumb games like but they loved it because we're like down on their level and I feel like I am not a super like play with get on like get on the floor and play with my kids kind of mom like mm-hmm. That's why I had a lot of kids. They can play with each other. You know, like I was just ever one to like, let me grab the Barbie and like, let's play, let's play Barbies with each other. Like, that's just not one of my strengths as a mom. And so it's been so fun to have these games that are like actually really fun for like both my husband and I as well. Um, Who comes up with the ideas? So a lot of them were from like our childhoods. We didn't have okay. the whole list before we started. So often it was like, okay, what are we going to do today? But it was for you and challenge? your husband coming up yes. with them. Yeah. Okay. All it right. was us. And then a couple of them, friends were like, you've got to do this game that mm. we played growing up that like my grandpa taught us. So they're all super simple. And it's been interesting too how so many people are like, oh my gosh, I played that game as a kid and I totally oh, forgot about it. Yeah. So it's like games oh, from your childhood neat. that, you know, it brings back a lot of memories for people. But it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot more impactful than I intended it to be, even. And I just thought like, oh, this will be a fun thing. But it totally made me realize that what a benefit it was to just take a few minutes each day and connect with your kids, connect with your family, put down your phone and like do something fun. Like have those fun moments where you're like, we're all just having fun together. Like how that can be so unfortunately so rare as a family when you're just going through the motions, getting everyone from A to B, you all have stuff to do. It's like, are we even having fun or am I just like running a ship here? You know? Well, and Mm -hmm. it's one thing to throw the challenge out there. It's another that you shared about it because I bet we have listeners who 
are really excited and motivated to try this, but not sure like what kind of ideas to implement. Yeah. So that's why you shared. And I'm guessing because I didn't follow along and see it that you shared every single day for the. So I shared every 30? day. Both okay. I have a post about it that has the description, and then also videos of each one. But then at the end of the month. Um, we, I put them all into a PDF. So it's like a five page PDF that has a picture of each activity plus a description of how to do it. Cause I'm like this too, where it's like in the moment you're like, um, what do we do? What do we do? Like, it's so nice to have a resource. So there's like 30 ideas in there. It's just a free download thing on my website, homegrowntraditions.com. So, okay. So where, when people go to your website, how do they find it? Is it on homegrowntraditions.com? They can get to it from the homepage or my Instagram as well. I've got it linked in my Instagram profile. Isn't that that so fun, you guys? Mm. Like you don't need to prepare at all. You can go download this PDF and be playing with your kiddos tonight. My favorite part is that you said how profound it was for you. It seems really simple and in my mind because I haven't done the challenge yeah. and wasn't aware of it. Honestly, before we had this conversation, I, I'm i really impacted by what you said about how profoundly beautiful that was for your family. And, and can you tell us the ages of your children? We didn't share that with our listeners yet. Yeah, so they're five, seven, nine, and my eldest just turned 12 yesterday. Okay, so, so. This, this range is applicable to a lot oh, of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've heard of people doing it with like their full teenage kids. Or the great thing, too, is so many people are like, oh, I'm using these games in my classroom or Mm, I'm using it with my church group or like my Sunday school class had 10 minutes extra at the end. So like we all did the human knot and grabbed the hands and tried to get like, it's just, you can use it in so many different ways. Like you're at a restaurant waiting for your food and you whip out one of the games. You're in line at Disney. Like there's so many different ways that it's instead of like, oh, let's all pull out our phones and like pass the time because we have a few minutes. Like, no, let's like do a quick something fun together as a family. I can tell you that my teenagers love water in the face (laughs) very much. These games are so fun, and I love that it's mostly splashing you, probably. Probably (laughs) as the kids get older, I love like I can hand that off to my fifteen year old and be like, "Okay, why don't you round everybody up and you lead us in this game?" And so that might also be another um, another tactic to use if you have older kids Mm -hmm. is is putting them in that leadership role. We always tell Mm -hmm. our oldest like, "You're the team captain, like you're the captain of the kids," and so you need to lead them and lead them well. And this is another tool, you know, for for kids that are the oldest to kind of lead their siblings and to be able to um, take a more active role in keeping that family unit strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Adding that responsibility to the kids without all the pressure, of course. Right. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. Um, you get a PDF. That's right. <laughs> but it's empowering, Beck. I love that. That's yeah. why you brought that up. It's very empowering for them to realize that they do have that special leadership role. Well, and I yeah. think that also we talk about the leadership role a lot. And I realized with our oldest, we were disconnecting where we talked about it a lot. But I realized just like you were saying, that person reached out and the husband wanted to do it. But he didn't really know what that meant in what application. Are the tools? How can what I are do the that? Tools? Yeah. And so giving someone a leadership tool to say, hey, here's a bunch of ideas ideas you know games are fun you love games we love games hey use this and you can help us to lead the kids in it that that gives them a way to exercise leadership yeah and to exercise the thing that we all really want right and for some of us it's intuitive and for some people it's not and Mm -hmm. that's totally fine yeah so what was the difference for you with with your own personal experience and you said that it, it kind of surprised you how it affected your family and it was definitely a blessing and I feel that um, and I think everyone needs to find out for themselves by actually putting this into action but mm-hmm. I st- you're sitting right here so I do want to know from you what maybe was uh, even just the smallest type of shift that you experienced in your family. Yeah. So it's interesting because I think we're all like our family loves to have fun. Like we love to do fun things. We all love to laugh. My husband's hilarious. He's always making us laugh. But I was just realizing it was not happening 
as frequently as it probably should. And I feel like my husband and I are good at taking out time to like have fun together and Mm -hmm. we do weekly dates and like it's, you know, at night, like we're able to just be together and have our own time. But I was feeling like we weren't having it with our kids as much and we weren't Mm. connecting with them as much. And I feel like it just also created this sense of unity like yeah kids are at each other's necks sometimes and like there's always family arguments and things like that but like we never had that during one of our games because it was like everyone coming together we're all working together as a family and I feel like that is one area that we were lacking in like it's almost like everyone's going their own separate ways so Mm -hmm. we're not coming together as like a family unit and working on something and it sounds like this big thing when it's really like literally we're like throwing water in each other's faces but like it's impactful because we're all present and we're all working together and just laughing and having a good time. So I feel like it allowed us to all also be friends, you know, mm-hmm. and some of my oh, kids I are like that. at I each other, that. you know, like certain kids during certain phases of life are just like butting up against each other. It happens. And so I loved to see the process of in these games, like those kids who were maybe fighting 10 minutes ago at dinner, who's going to like clear the table like laughing with each other and working Mm -hmm. together. And it was like, it melted away, you know? So in that moment we could all be like happy and be cheering each other on and having fun together. So I really loved that aspect of it, of just like coming together and supporting each other and doing it together. It sounds so fun. Don't you want to do this? You have to do it. I'm totally (laughs) going to get the PDF. I followed along, but I kind of watched and I didn't play the games. Yeah. And I'm I'm relieved because we have a few, we're big card game players in our house and we love card games. But to be honest, like I'm really, really really sick of our card games. <laughs> like I'm ready for something new. It'll you ready to have splash some water in someone's face again? Yes. Yeah, so I'm ready yeah. to revisit. There's two games we loved and it was water in the face. I don't know why we call it that. Well, I do, but I that's mean. dumb. Uh, and Penny and the Flower. Have you ever played Penny and the Flower? That was one of the games. Was it? Yes. Oh, okay. Where you Penny stack the flower, the flower and uh-huh. then you cut the sides. You cut the yes. sides off. Oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. Ha- so oh you, this sounds so familiar. You take a cup I'm of flour sure you and you pound flour into it and you put you turn it over on a plate so it's still like formed. Yeah. And then you put a penny in the top and you take a knife and you have to cut off. Yeah, everyone has to cut off a slice. And then when the penny falls, the person who the penny falls for, you have to go in and get it with your mouth. Oh, yeah. that's good. And some people were like, yeah, we did it with like a chocolate chip or an M&M. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. probably that's better. Probably better. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, instead of the penny. Because you have to like penny. dig it out. Oh, that is funny. But it's mouth. hilarious. Oh, my kids loved that one. Yeah. Oh, fun. And they kind of turned it into a big flower mess, but it was like, it's well, fine. Kind it's of the point. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the right. point. And that <laughs> would be awesome. one of the things that we want to do is make those messes. Yeah. That's how you create those memories. Make sure you get a good picture. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Also do that. And speaking of taking pictures, because, you know, you know. That's what we talk about. Um, I think going kind of back to the beginning of where we started before we round this out, you know, if if you're feeling maybe less adequate with your traditions or maybe like you maybe had too much exposure to Instagram or Pinterest mm-hmm. and you feel like ah, you're not measuring up, I, I do encourage you to kind of like put the blinders on, forget about everyone else's influence and make a list of the traditions that you actually have. Because yes. yeah. as you were talking about that and those small things, the tradition of me tucking my children in bed mm-hmm. and, and they're older and really talking in bed really kind of is down to my 11 year old. I was going to say, it's yeah. really one. It's, it's really just <laughs> one. But I, bed. you know, I definitely have, I have a few moments mm-hmm. that I'm very intentional with each yeah. of our children every yeah. night. That for sure for but laying, is like the thing. Yes. And it, I have to physically be laying next to him. Yeah. I have zero distractions. The phone is only allowed if we're watching something together, which mm-hmm. is definitely the most important rule. You know, all these things, but that is a tradition. It is. It yeah. doesn't have to do with producing anything or, or a holiday. And people or wouldn't or call anything. it that because we're kind of trained to see traditions as like, oh, I made this big 
party celebration that has right. all these crafts in it. Or leprechauns. Or, exactly. Yeah, totally. And like right. I get the footprints of all the little things out and it's this mm-hmm. big, sh- but it's not. I mean, that can be. Yeah, that's great too. And for people who love that, like I love that as well. For sure. Um, but I love that you said just putting your kid to bed, tucking mm-hmm. him in each night and he misses that when you don't do it. Oh, yes. That's like his thing. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. that is like a hugely impactful tradition that mm-hmm. you're passing on and I'm sure like when he has kids, he's going to be like, oh, like I want this as part of their childhood too. Yeah. So like, don't be so hard on yourself. You've yeah, got exactly. traditions. Exactly. You've got you know traditions. What, um, acknowledge them and write them down is what yes, I was suggesting. Yes, like, I think absolutely. it's cool to like Give make yourself a list. credit. Yeah. 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 Even brainstorm with your spouse. Yeah. That's a really fun activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brainstorm and figure out and identify what they are and yeah. have a list of them. It's kind of fun. Do you know what I was thinking about as you were talking about um, some of the more, I'll just say, magical traditions? Mm-hmm. If you catch what I'm saying for little listeners, <laughs> I sure magical do. in um, quotations. <laughs> in the beginning of my motherhood, I think I had a lot of magical traditions. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And as my children are growing older mm-hmm. some of those traditions are n- no more less mm-hmm. magical and so le- yes, less <laughs> magical and so if you are focusing a lot of your traditions or the main quantity of your traditions on the magical mm. like that goes away yeah and then those true. traditions tend to go away as well mm-hmm. and so maybe um those things are great like that was my greatest joy of all the joys like yeah. i loved it and all. so many women love yeah. it like it's I a creative outlet for them yes, which i'm totally. like you go for that but yeah. some it's just like overwhelming like, yeah i can't but I can't now i'm that. seeing like yeah that that's not the case anymore and yeah. so making uh if you're going to do that great power to you but also make sure there's ones that will stand the test of time Absolutely. can i add another Another thought to that. Yeah. I was just thinking of one more thing that we that would be valuable for all of us to really like ponder. Actually, is that um, if we go back to our own childhood, and none of us have perfect childhoods, mm-hmm. but if we go back to our own childhood and we think about maybe just identify a couple of traditions that were so so special to us, mm-hmm. small, big, whatever, and think about that tradition, and not so much in the sense of like I'm going to do that. Also, I will be passing that down through the generations. But what was it about that tradition that was so meaning for you? And just to paint a picture, for example. If I was ever sitting next to my grandma in in church, or which was rare, like mm-hmm. we shouldn't live in our town, but if we were sitting next to each other at a thing or at dinner, or if I was um, visiting her house and we were watching a TV show, my arm was in her lap. And she was tickling my arm. She was always, oh, always scratching my arm. Sweet. So do I do that with my children? I don't. I scratch my boys' backs, but it's not the same. Yeah. And so when I think about that tradition, as small as it is, it's not about the tickling of the arm that it, I that then want to pass along, mm-hmm. but it's more like, what did that do for me and my grandma Johnson? Yeah. It, it strengthened our connection. Why? Because the because of physical touch. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you hold hands with your, your spouse when you go on date nights or whether it's the back scratching or whatever, but that's the example is about the physical touch and the connection built through that. For other examples, it might have nothing to do with touch and it might have everything to do with fun, kitschy words that are exchanged at a certain moment, you know, between Mm -hmm. you and your spouse, you know, out of like when your kid says something funny and you give each other that look or say that thing and have Mm -hmm. that moment. That's a tradition. And so identifying with what your experience is and why it means something to you, that's what can help you I think cultivate even more meaningful traditions as you go forward. Mm. And I love that because that, means you don't have to do it the exact same way. 
you know, Correct. and when you're coming together into a marriage, you both come with your own traditions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be hard to like let go of ones that you loved, but I love the idea of like taking a step back, like, well, why? Why did I love that so much? Perfect. Was it the consistency? Was it the physical touch? Was it, you know, yeah. yes. and then realizing that that's more important than what it actually was. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome. This is so awesome. What's coming up? Like what, as you move forward with your business and your Instagram and your blog and the things that you're sharing, what is something that we should be looking forward to, to seeing from you this year in terms of of like what you're hoping to achieve with yeah. this work that you do. Oh gosh, I got big dreams. Oh, good. <laughs> big dreams. We're happening? supporting you and cheering you on and all oh, of that. Oh, you're sweet. Do tell. You know, I just love, you'll definitely see more stuff like this. I love okay. very simple ways to connect with your family and I hope to continue to share more ideas like that. I also love like, testing out different things very thoroughly like testing out all the different water bottles see which one's the best test mm-hmm. out all the ways to wash and store your fruit which way is the best like I'm a big kind of scientific experiment nerd like oh, that that's <laughs> so much fun I love but, that yeah so you'll be seeing more family stuff one thing I realized is that people like to see fa- our family connecting versus, I'm not surprised like and that was every day this month and it's usually just me but I feel I feel like there's some magic in seeing how families relate together and a lot of people said like I just loved seeing how you interacted with your kids and with your spouse and do you know why so more do of you that. know why Brittany do not you? really but I'm like maybe I should do more of it <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you one of the reasons I think there's a lot to that I really believe that people need to feel hope and yeah. I believe that not everybody has what they would deem as an ideal family situation. And so mm-hmm. I believe that part of it is giving people a glimmer of hope and potential. Yeah. And also, you know, for somebody, I, I feel like I have a really happy family life, but I'm so inspired when I see that because I'm like, yes, yes, there are strong families doing yeah. intentional things together. And mm-hmm. yes, it's really happening in this world that is otherwise, it seems like it f- is filled with just dark and ugly and awful things. Yeah, There's hope. And, and so it's yeah. hope for everybody, not just for yeah. those who are wanting more yeah so keep true. sharing it's a toolkit is what it is it's a toolkit and that's what sharing your life openly brings is mm-hmm. you yeah. get to give people tools and and ways to accomplish and we get to learn all from each other i love so it good. so much Brittany. thank you so much for sharing oh thanks for having me here so on the fun. podcast online and all the ways i'm so glad that some some bathing suits that led to pillowcases <laughs> led to this yeah <laughs> we got here one way or another exactly it's an honor to have you on the show we oh, appreciate that and friends thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. We were recording. What would you say? I about turned on the say, recording voice. <laughs> what does I the recording voice recording sound gal? like? I don't know, but as part of my roundtable, I was talking about how when I was 16 taking a lifeguarding class, someone mm-hmm. like came up to me after. We'd go around and read different parts of the workbook, and she was like, you have a voice that should be like, you should be like a news anchor. Ooh. <laughs> and as a 16-year-old, I'm like, okay, that's weird. I no, love it. but I hear it. But I now I like, I'm on screen all day, every day, you know, yes. like on Instagram. And so. Go figure. 